This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, good evening. It's Love Sport Radio and it's the turn of the Brentford fan show joined in the studio uh, by the guys and gal from B Sotted, uh, Billy the Bee, Kate E. Graham and Ed Wood, who's just dropped all his papers on the floor. That's what I do. Uh, what an just, intro. Just no, get mess, in. mess stuff up and, uh, and walk out again. Totally <laughs> nerves. You see the nerves. Is that, that what it is? Yeah. No, nah, not at all. I mean, I'm surely significantly less intimidating than Aaron Paul. Um, no, uh, Aaron, Aaron sits there and, and, and uh, crosses his arms and, and says, dots his eyes and does his T's, but uh, you are just as intimidating as him. No, well, that's, I don't that's buy a joke. that for that's a joke. No, you sound yeah. mate. <laughs> Cheers. I don't think anybody has ever described me as intimidating in <laughs> my life. I mean, I'm tall. Obviously, people can't see me. Um, I'm on the radio. Six foot four, but... A, 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 a pussycat unlike Aaron is a scary chap well it's a pleasure to meet you it's a pleasure to meet all you guys so look it was your derby at the weekend um, QPR lots of goals lots of action um, didn't where, quite go to plan no where, where do you want to start with it because at some point in the game it was going alright um, I mean we looked alright for the first you know okay QPR were in it for a little bit but we looked alright for the first half and when we got the goal Malpe Malpe loves scoring a goal and again he took a good opportunity great even Ben Rama um, and like I said to you bringing Ben Rama back into the game um, he causes problems he does cause problems and when he causes problems you know other teams can't handle him and he was shooting shot from outside the area um, ball rebounded and Malpe was right there as he always is ball in the back of the net and we were pretty much in control but as we'll talk about probably a little bit later the game definitely turned when Malpe went off the pitch injured took a bit of a while and we were a bit worried you know stretches there's you know oxygen and all sorts of mm. nonsense that you know that took place there um, from what we've heard he is I say relatively okay, he's okay, he's good, yep. you know, as in probably a bit of concussion, so he might be out for a week, two weeks, we're not sure quite long, but it's not a sort of cruciate injury or anything like that, which we thought it might have been. We love the international break. <laughs> <laughs> no, there'll, be, there'll be a concussion protocol and stuff, won't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah there will be, but you know, which is, which, which, which is it, it was frustrating, but like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll chat about that, you know, the QPR game, because I, I have to admit, and 
you know people if they listen to the besotted podcast like you said besotted.com if you check us out our podcast is on there we do one every single week one's coming out in a couple of days time and you know always upbeat always jolly even when we lose after the match we're always jolly but after that qpr game i have to admit again just like the bristol city game a few weeks earlier i was a bit gutted it has to be said and i came out the stadium uh, met uh, Phil Giles outside the stadium we talked to him for quite a, for a bit which we'll talk about a little bit later as well told us quite a few bits and pieces which will be interesting and um, I, was, I was guided and I just I actually just went home or everyone else for, for a drink and and that never happens <laughs> to be clear so guys like, obviously this is the first time I've done this show with you first time we've met Brentford season from my position um started obviously incredibly well and and since then i don't know i don't think it's necessarily related to the dean smith departure it's kind of been a little bit all over the place and it's not really turned around since dean smith left and and frank's come in how are you how are you feeling about the new head coach and the season as a whole is it, is it going the way you thought it would I think that we were hoping there might have been more of a new manager bounce yeah, to it's fall not back happened, on a cliche. No, not definitely not in the way that we would have liked <laughs> yeah. it to. Um, I think we've been used to under the Dean Smith regime. We've been used to like periods where we play really well for yeah. a long chunk of time, and then there's patchy. a chunk of time. Yeah, pa- <laughs> patchy is a nice way of describing yeah. it. Um, and so I think it felt like okay, we're in a bit of a slump, and maybe that will start to turn around. And I think. We were all hoping that would happen quicker than it has. And what is it, four defeats out of five four games? From, yeah, four, four from five. And the win, obviously, against Millwall is, is, is the only victory there. Yeah, and we were, I mean, I felt well hopeful after that Millwall victory because I was like, Canos and Watkins scoring. They haven't exactly been firing on all cylinders yeah. so far. That felt really nice to like walk out the ground after that. But I, I just kind of feel that as, as this uh, season's got, got uh, steam going now, we're, we're what, a third of the way through it, that... Even regardless of the Dean Smith departure, there's always uh, you know one player in, one player out. Something's happened. There's been an injury. There's been a suspension, yeah. and it's not just kind of we haven't been able to put out that first team every time, or even if we have got the the players that we th- we think will go and win a match, and something happens, and we we just haven't really just f- been clinical or finished it off or uh, put the ball in the back of the net. Mm. Um, I was speaking to Brian Moore, and he obviously does the, the drive time show on, on Love Sport before this evening. We were talking about Brentford, and you know, naturally, as I'm sure comes up all the time when you speak to, to football fans who aren't fans of your football club, about the model um, and the way that the club operates and the way it brings in players and, and hires managers and coaches and, and you know, and, and, and thus forth. Um, do do you think there's a possibility or, or a chance that? the model may this time in terms of as the cycles go on it's maybe the the crop the crop of players that have come in and the coach have come in and not as good as the last ones uh, it's a it's too early to say b you have to look back you know to be fair we, we're on a we're on a, not the best run you know and everyone would say we're not on the best run but you have to also remember with you know with dean smith we used to go on sort of 20 game runs and you know probably not win one or two we used to we go on these really weird runs and part of the reason for, for these runs and we'll all admit that as well even though it does frustrate us um is we, we because of the model as they call it we bring in the unexpected does that unexpe- frustrate you when people call it, it is, the model? yeah, yeah. It, sounds, it sounds a little bit craft i, I knew you wouldn't like it, it but- <laughs> sounds a bit craft work doesn't it you know but um 
we bring in young experienced players so when the young experienced players are all on fire it's all brilliant they all get excited you can see the, the vibe and the energy but when it all goes a little bit horribly wrong that exp- there's no one coming in to pick them up our average age on. is 24.3 yeah. years if I remember rightly you know so we haven't you know <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> precisely <laughs> tell, you who, tell you who told me that you it, was, it was the model wasn't it uh, you know, <laughs> it was uh, no that's what it, you know so, it is, so it's, it's, it's a bit of a difficult one but, but saying that you know, as a football fan, you just kind of, you know, you 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 want to win. And you, coming back to what you were saying, a it's too early about the Thomas Frank thing. I don't, I we don't know anything about Thomas Frank. He's coming off the bad a bad run. Yes, it hasn't turned things around. To be fair, a lot of the games we did lose by, you know, one goal. Um, the fact is that we have actually scored quite a lot of goals in that, you know. And the thing that is more worrying is not the goals that we have been scored, the goals because we've actually been scoring goals. Yeah. It's the goals we've been letting in. We all of a sudden we start to let in, you know, we let in three goals away from home at Preston and still yeah. lost. Well, I looked at this actually on the league table. You've scored twenty-seven, which is a, a very decent return. I mean, it's, it's more than a number of teams in the playoffs. But as you said, the, cons- the in the goals conceded twenty-three. You put that in pers- perspective. Bolton sit second bottom and have conceded just as many yeah, again yeah, yeah, it kind of then, speaks for itself but then if you it? go to the first five or six games of the season we're all right it's almost like we've kind of lost the plot a little bit when it comes to the defensive um business and i don't know whether or not it's the fact that and we're not putting blame on one person in particular but if bentley has a couple of bad mistakes that he makes in, def- in the goal yeah and he lets the goal in and the defense gets a little bit nervous and the second game they put the ball over the top and they're ner- you know what i'm saying because they're young so i can't say for definite you've got to legislate for for these mistakes with, you know with younger inexperienced players unfortunately so, so that's 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 just kind of the way it is and you know things might change in 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 in, in a game or two i see it's like i i feel like especially against qpr the the most recent game where some of the goals we're conceding it's like teams are just loading the box and if we're not clearing the ball they just poke a foot on it and, and it goes in the back of the net and that seems to be a lot of the goals we're conceding apart from one you know for example that goes over the top and then it scores a great goal on the on the first touch but a lot of these are just bundling the ball into the back of our net and may, maybe that's why are we not being strong enough in the box why are we not getting rid of it quick enough we'll get into the second ball well this is again it makes you laugh because it's the traditional thing of football where you say get the ball in the middle get it you know and the ball gets into the middle yeah get it in the mixer and, and if the ball's in the QBR did the ball in the mixer thing yeah. you know yeah. you know, qu- quite a few times and, and, and they've got the ball in the back of the net because the ball is in the mixer whereas Brentford were so meticulous in passing <clears> the ball <throat> around to try and get that perfect goal except for Ben Rama who shot from outside the area but you know in general they were trying to do that and and never got the ball into the mixer so we, in one way when it works out brilliantly for us it's good and don't forget the games like Rotherham 5-1 yeah. smashed off the park Stoke City we should have smashed them off the park second game of the season absolutely brilliant if we didn't let in that stupid goal we would have been way and laughing we'd have got our first away game of the season then all of that we probably wouldn't be talking about this now you know what I'm saying you know um, Ipswich Town first half of the, we were all over Ipswich Town you know we got the goal but then we fluffed it, let the, it, it see it's all fine margins and I'm not trying to let Brentford off but I'm just kind of I'm just pointing this out and and the reason why I'm saying this I'm sort of writing an article for Sky at the moment now which is actually going to sort of um, doing our uh, season looking back at our season and all of a sudden they sort of say you know what's your worst game and I was going through all the worst games I was thinking <laughs> actually there aren't actually any worst games as such there's every single game has got a bad derby had a really bad patch you know what i'm saying yeah. preston had a really bad t- half an hour you know qpr had a really bad 10 or 15 minutes you know what i'm saying so it's almost like we had very few bad games whereas all the other fans are saying 
you know, Nottingham Forest was terrible. You know, Derby County was terrible. We were terrible. You know, Reading, we were terrible at such and such for 90 minutes. But we very rarely have that. We just have these bad patches where we go a little bit AWOL. Yeah, Brentford fans get involved this evening on till 10 pm. 0208 70 20 558 is the number. At Love Sport is the Twitter handle. Joined in the studios by the guys from Besotted. We're going to take a very quick break, but off the back of that, we're going to be hearing some reaction from that game at the weekend against QPR. Love sport. Love sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. The cat's out of the bag and PC's gone mad. <laughs> Patrick Christie's has been from the streets of Syria to the galleries of the government and now he's gracing the airwaves. Giving meaning to the term face for radio. Patrick Christie's, bringing his unique take on all the latest in sports and current affairs to your lunchtime. PC Gone Mad. Weekdays from midday on Love Sport. Love Sport, 558 AM. I don't think we ever had control of the game, but certainly in the first half, I felt that, you know, we would come out um, in the second half, at least before the well, before the Mope injury, and um, and and we'd be more than competitive, and I and I thought we were going to win the game. Um, QPR, I mean, that's you know, that's that's the best attacking performance we've seen from them since um, they got relegated, I suppose. But but you know, we just lost our shape. Um, we do have other options to play players out wide on the right. Um, Josh Clark caused chaos here a few years ago, playing out right on the right. I think, um, you know, we pushed Moses forward in the end. That was another option. But to bring Judge on and play him as a right winger, you know, I think we've all been saying it. It's nothing against Judgey, but his days as a right winger are gone. And when we don't play with pace, two players with pace out wide, we struggle because we don't have outlets. And, you know, we didn't lose the game because Malpey went off injured. We lost the game, I think, because we lost Canos playing out wide. So I was just saying, at the end of the day, we've come into the season with one striker. But surely the club realises he gets injured. We've got no one else. So you keep going on about Ollie Watkins. He has played a couple of times for us up front. He hasn't personally done the job. He's a better player out wide. He's never really played up front for Exeter. So I don't know why they keep saying he's, 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 he's our future striker. Um, the last one I thought they'd done all right was probably Romain Sawyers against Fulham last season, which was a joke when he went up front, but that's how bad it is. You've got Sawyers, and he actually done a good job last season. But we need backup strikers in this division. There's no team at the top in this division that's only going into the season with one forward, one recognised striker. Not people that can play there, play there. actually recognised striker. We've got one on the books. Fours has come through the B side. Is he the answer? If we want promotion, you've got our own better than fours, I'm afraid. So, um, yeah, we just hope more paying out for too long. No, we'd uh, completely lost our shape second half without Mope up front. Uh, we pulled uh, Canos across into the middle and put uh, Judge up uh, on, the, on the wing. And that seemed to lose our shape. I mean, we were talking about it uh, you know, during the second half. Maybe we should have put Mark Ondes straight on up front and keep our shape. But... I oh, know QPR up front uh, look pretty tasty. Their front four are quick, sharp, decisive. Took them about 10 minutes to score three goals, and after that, we were chasing it. Uh, disappointed. We did look a bit ragged second half. Came back into it a little bit more, but then uh, then, then we lose Ben Rama to another stretcher. So, you know, that just like, ended it for us, I felt. 
I think it showed today as soon as Malpe went off we just looked a little bit clueless not clueless let's say we just, the rhythm was disrupted we didn't have an, enough flow to our attacking um, I thought Canos put himself about well up front but didn't really hold the ball up or distribute the ball from a central striking role as good as Malpe did because that's two very very key attacking players if you like in um, Ben Rama and Malpe that got knocked today and then there wasn't any Watkin, Ollie Watkins on the bench either to help out so we're, we're looking we're looking a little bit ropey in that sort of area um, I, I think the players acquitted themselves well enough I just think the final product and the final pass and the zip to our game wasn't there I, I've, I've said all, all week just watching the the stats that are coming through from the B team with, with young Joe Hardy that's now the leading scorer in the B team uh, come over from Man City Man City prospect and maybe somebody like him should have been on the bench this afternoon okay, okay. let me just stop you there why would you not put Joe Hardy on the bench today right, yeah, I can't give you an answer I, I would have put him on the bench if you've got a, a young player in the B team who's scoring goals and you don't have a spare striker on the bench in the first team I would have put him on the bench considering we put a young uh, Carroll on the bench yeah Kenny's Carroll on the bench last week you, you know it's definitely an opportunity yeah, no, there to put QPR probably deserved it we, we for the first 20 minutes they were better than us but then we came into the game we got a goal and we are on top we were playing really nice football second half we came out and it just we weren't at the races after the second half they got three quick goals and, uh, and we, we didn't really have a huge amount in us to come back at it and we were making sloppy mistakes and it was it looked a bit disorganised and you know even if you are bringing a beating player up to fill that gap you know is that going to make us more organised probably not uh, so I, I think there's a bit of reshuffling to do uh, I think the international windows come just at the right time I think we need to uh, put, put the coats on and get, get undercover and, and, and bring ourselves back together again there seems to be a problem with us away our home results good but I don't know I don't know I don't know what it is I, and, and I'll be honest I don't even know really what I would change I'm, I, I'm really not sure but there's something lacking there I don't know whether it's Smith I don't know whether the players have bought into the effects we're building this we're going for a new ground and then the the head honcho's gone so to say and now he's not whether that's had an impact the players looking around their shoulders thinking well if he's gone well, I, I, I don't know I don't know or it's a bad day in the office again I honestly don't know but today for me there was something lacking and I never really thought we'd be getting back in that today honestly I didn't so uh, guys I, I wanted to bring up the conversation regarding our talisman Neil Malpe who is obviously leading the way in terms of scoring goals and the question of why as it looks when when he went off injured and we came out for the second half we just seemed to not be gelling without him um, whether that's because you know Canos then moved up into that number nine role maybe wasn't holding the ball up in the same way but I, I ask the question, why does that have an effect on on how we then, then come out and, and attack the game in the same way? Well, I guess I have to say the players all look pretty freaked out by the way that um, Malpe went down off the ball and a little while after the incident that had happened, he looked like he was in quite a lot of distress. And then when the oxygen and the stretcher comes on, I think that's got to upset everybody, right? It's got to unsettle people a little bit. And then suddenly you're going into a different plan. And previously, when we've needed to swap someone into that um, striker position, we've put Watkins in, but we don't have Watkins, so we've got to put Canos in, which just is like two changes for everyone to deal with. I mean, it's, I mean, it's interesting, you know, you, you say that, obviously, the second half, Brentford were a completely different outfit, and also what's happened is that QPR stepped it up a gear as well, and all of a sudden, as you know, 
QPR was nothing like the QPR we played the last three or four, was it three, two seasons? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. QPR you know, are going like pretty it. well right now. You know, yeah. they started poorly, they're st- complete opposite to you guys, really. You know, and the last 10, 12 games, they've been one of the form teams in the division. That's, that's yeah. the best QPR I've seen since we've come up. He's turned yeah. it around. McLaren's, you know, in charge. He's done what he's had to do. He's he's done it with, I suppose, not limited resources, but you know, because he hasn't got limited resources. Because at the end of the day, if he can bring on Narky Wells and what Hemed, they're on about 30 grand a week as well. So, like, they call up get them in on loan oh let's we need another player 30 grand a week we can't we can't do that yeah. but you know listen that's that's the league we play in so we can't moan about it we just have to deal with it now qpr like i said to you half you know half decent side all of a sudden bang 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 they're in our faces quick quick balls into the box causing us problems we didn't deal with it and before we know it we are three goals down by the time we're three goals down you know it becomes really really difficult to recover and in bad conditions you know, yeah. and, uh, the conditions were terrible. Coming back to that, I mean, uh, the Allard, who's again one of our podcast uh, crew, uh, he made a very valid point, I think, when he was pointing out, sort of saying, you know, Malpay, he does a particular job up front. You remove Malpay, uh, we put Canos up front, and Canos, we've been, you know, willing Canos uh, to become the winger that he was, you know, when he was on loan originally for us. And, you know, slowly he's kind of getting there. And QPR have even said that they believe that Canos is the kryptonite, you know. Every time Canos, they're really scared of him because he kind of runs at them, causes them problems. You know, Canos scored a goal against Millwall and, you know, he was doing a few little moves in the first half, which we thought, okay, you know, he still kind of causes the problems down the wing. We're bombing down both wings, Ben Rama down one wing, Canos down the other wing, causing them problems with Malpe in the middle, just doing whatever he does. You know, All of a sudden, you pull that out, you put Canos in the middle, you put Judge on the wing, and Judge is not nearly as fast as what he is, and all of a sudden, everything's a little bit lopsided and out of shape. And this is going to come back down to what a lot of people are saying, is that why don't we have a spear striker? Why don't Brentford... And everyone keeps saying we need a spear striker, because if we don't... Um, if we don't, if we get injury, if we get an injury to Malpe or he gets suspended, which is probably quite likely because he, <laughs> he's quite feisty, um, we haven't got any, we, we, any options. Do you not think that, that that game was a one-off, though, in, in terms of Watkins yeah. not being available, where we do have Watkins who can, you know, he, he is a striker slash a winger and, and can flip in between those positions, and our, our backup striker is injured as well. So in that situation, on that one-off, I've been saying all week as well that we, maybe we should have put somebody like Joe Hardy in that position. <laughs> Maybe we should have done, and we're going to come back to that a minute after the break. But what I will say to you is that, as I said to you after the game, I spoke to Phil Giles, who's the Brentford director of football, and I did actually ask him a lot of these questions. And what I'll do is that we'll throw a lot of the answers into the pot, and uh, we'll discuss it after the break. Five five eight a.m. Love sport. Have you seen that change for life? It's about the little changes we can all make to be healthier. They're simple things like learning to watch the salt. You see, salt's really crafty. It hides in food you'd never expect, like cereals, bread and ready meals. It soon adds up and can increase our blood pressure, which can lead to heart disease or a stroke. That's why it's really important for us to cut down. Just check the labels. It's easy to be food smart. For more ideas to help you and your family watch the salt, search Change for Life online. The Lord's Tavners, the leading disability youth cricket charity in the UK, is all about giving young people a sporting chance. There are lots of events you can get involved in over the coming months, from the Lady Tavners Christmas lunch with Jimmy Tarbuck to the Christmas Carol concert featuring Joanna Lumley. The charity continues to raise millions and last year alone donated over 40 minibuses to schools and clubs and provided over 3,900 cricket coaching sessions. Visit lordtavners.org to find out more information and how you can get involved. Do you wear glasses? Think you're paying too much for your glasses? Yeah! 
Want to try them out before you buy? Then go direct to Glasses Direct and get two pairs of new glasses with lenses from just £19. And with our free home trial, you can test drive them on friends and family before you buy. It's that easy. So, for your new glasses, you should go direct to glassesdirect.co.uk. New customers only, delivery 395. Conditions and exclusions apply. See website for details. If you're a road cycling enthusiast, carinsuranceforcyclists.com rewards you when you get behind the wheel of your car. Your on-road cycling experience has made you more alert and road aware than the average car driver, and that deserves special attention. Let carinsuranceforcyclists.com source you the best car insurance deal, because good on two wheels means better on four. To find out how much you could save, call 0800 819 9319 and mention Love Sport Radio or visit carinsuranceforcyclists.com Taking antibiotics when you don't need them puts you and your family at risk of a longer and more severe illness always take your doctor's advice search nhs antibiotics this is love sport Listening to Love Sport Radio, it's the Brentford Fan Show, joined by Billy, Katie, and Edward from the Be Sotted podcast. And I know that Billy, you've had a, a rather interesting chat over the last uh, couple of days, haven't you? Yeah, and so I want to ask Billy, why haven't we bought a striker, and are we going to buy another striker? <laughs> Have you got the answers? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, this Tell is, me. Are difficult. you the man with the answers? <laughs> it's difficult, for, you know, difficult for me here. And the fact is that I'm not necessarily the man with the answers. But what I did is I spoke to a man who's got maybe some of the answers on Saturdays. Okay. I met Phil Giles, who's the director of football for Brentford, outside the ground. It was cold. It was wet. It was raining. We could tell we both didn't want to be there. We both wanted <laughs> to be in the warmth. But it was at that time. I was like, I need to ask questions. Need to have questions. I put the microphone, you know, and started to chat to him about stuff. Um, listen back afterwards and there's all sorts of wind and rain so the quality wasn't okay. quite as good as it should have been so i'm now sitting here having to sort of kind of recall some of the things that he well, said power which is phrase fine. what he said which is fine yeah. you know i could remember these things so i, I you know obviously as i said to you very upset very frustrated oh you know i was going to go off straight home and i said phil you know it, it just goes to show you you know we lost malpay we haven't you know got a spare backup you know why you know why do we have to rely on watkins watkins plays on the wing he's not a striker you know you know as brentford say well if we need to we can bring him in but, but this is not his role apparently and this is again this is you know don't, don't shoot the messenger so apparently at the beginning of the season um the 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 the, the club uh, spoke to Dean Smith and uh, talked about s- striking options, and they said, "What's the, you know what we're going to do about the striking options? So we bring another player in, or should we go with Force, who was the leading player coming out of the B team, who was very very highly rated?" And uh, apparently, Dean Smith had said, um, "You know, similar situation to the Mepham situation. You know, shall we bring Mepham through from the B team?" And he says, "I'll bring the player in. I'll play him in my side." And they they brought him in. So apparently, the plan was, you know, they they again. They said that Dean Smith was the man that said that they were going to be playing Force. And Force came on, played, I think, the first game against Blackburn. Didn't play particularly well because I saw that game. It wasn't great. It was a bit of a tough one <laughs> coming with sort of nine foot seven defenders. Um, but then after that, he got injured. So we got a situation where, unfortunately, we got our main striker injured. We got the striker coming through that's injured. And, uh, and it's a bit of a predicament, you know, f- for us. Um, 
And do we do we know when Force is coming back? Is there any sort I, of schedule on that? I have or? to admit, I didn't ask when when Force is coming back. I think that again, I think the the main question for us is that you know the difficulty that you've got is that you've got a young striker coming through that you're you're relying on. Um, what you know? What do you do? Because the fact can you not dip into the loan market? Well, this is the thing. I mean, talking about the loan market, we used to. <laughs> it's almost like you say dip into the loan market and get a striker. The strikers are the players that everybody wants. Everyone wants a striker. So if you've got a striker who's worth its value in gold, um, he's going to be a lot of money or he's not going to be available on loan. You know? And the fact is that the, there's an argument, and again, I think Phil said this on Saturday, he said to you, if you've got a player who is an up-and-coming striker and you get him in the loan market, he might probably be as good as the player that you're bringing out your B team, who they think are very highly yeah, rated. fair. You know? So, you know, the, you, again, they keep coming back, bringing the, the Chris Meppham situation. If they didn't give him a chance of bringing him out the B team, he would never be, you know, a Wales, you know, um, first in hey, line I'm a, player. I'm a Leicester City fan. I know that we bet, bid about 20 million quid yeah, for him. He's, play, he's played probably 30 games for us yeah. at the most, you know? So it's one of those <laughs> scenarios that, that this is obviously something that Brentford feel quite close to their chest. We did do the loan thing before. We're doing the B thing now. Whether or not we do a mix between the loan and the B thing, we can. I, I did ask. I said to them, you know, QPR, they've brought in a couple of lo- lo- loan players and uh, they've come in. And my QPR friends have told me that they've actually transformed their team. Jeff Cameron, Tom Ahmed yes. and Naki Wells have completely transferred, transformed QPR season. Because they're not only scoring goals, but they've also brought some sort of experience <laughs> to the know-how. side. You know? Naki, Naki Wells is a known name, though. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, it, they, they had the cash to, to then go and supply that, and they, they've gone for it. Well, listen, again, he just batted back to me, he goes, 30 grand a week? He goes, we haven't got 30. He goes, you've got to understand, we haven't, we haven't got that kind of money. Do you think QPR are paying that? Well, you don't know. If you have, I, I, listen, I don't know, but that was... QPR haven't got money. They've, had to, they've been making cuts for years mm, that's, again, that's why they were in trouble i can't i can't ask i can't answer that question yeah. but you know I'd, I'd be surprised basically if they're paying you know a lot of their wages but you know, they'll, <laughs> they'll be getting over t- they'll, be, they'll be paying them over 10 grand a week anyway you know it's it's still Is that out brentford's budget that from what i can gather as well we, we we're quite tight we're a, we're a small club with small budgets and we play in a slightly different way than everyone else one of the questions again we ask is that you know do we, you know, and we, we were discussing this in the, in the production meeting that we had earlier in the pub. Um, <laughs> I love it. You know, is um, do we do we have to change because the whole time is that the, the Brentford way, and this we understand that we said we don't want to go bust, but every time we need to sort of step it up a little bit, we think well maybe we might need to just invest in in one player who yeah. is who is over the the wage barrier. Maybe we need to get that one player who is like twenty nine years old as opposed to twenty one years old. Do we change that up? I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Ed? I, I, d- I, I- I, th- I'm, I kind of I stick with the club and I, I'll, I'll roll with the club and if if that's the way we're going to go forward, we've got to back it as a fan base yeah. and as as the the management team have to go with that. But, I, but I w- you must ask the questions, though, don't you? But I would I would question <laughs> right if if I were you or if, if you were a member of the board, at what point does the club think? Do you know what? Actually, the players in the B team we don't actually think are going to come in and bang us five ten goals. That they'll come in as a brought up player mm. from the B team. To what point do they go? maybe we do need to look at it like uh, how long is it going to be how, how, you know this has been going on for years now but that's interesting because you were again in production meetings in the pub earlier we were talking about um the player um who's the high record scorer for the b team at the moment now joe hardy joe hardy we've got him from uh manchester city um since he's been in the b team he's got 23 goals i think in 22 games he's so he's the leading b team scorer um and if players like for example mepham has, has been pushed up or um 
Mark, Marcus Force, you know, they, they he got brought up, but he, you know, he hasn't scored as many goals in the B team as Joe Hardy. So, what difference does it make, you know, if, if they back him? So, uh, my question next is: uh, Does that mean that we're then putting a lot of pressure on a B team player to step up and solve our problems, when maybe actually what we need is our midfield? to score more goals or on midfield to like step up and and answer some of these Absolutely. questions that we seem to have. Absolutely. I mean the, the, I think there's a lot of goals um missing from that midfield. Some somebody pointed out earlier on one of our production WhatsApp groups uh that you know, players like Pritchard, Pritchard was bringing bring 11 goals yeah. in that season. Well, the season that we actually got to the playoffs in 2014-2015, um, when we got to the, um, the Premier League playoffs, the, from the goals were Andre Gray, scored 16 goals that season. Um, ironically, Malpe will probably beat that at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So everyone's been raving. Remember, we were raving about Andre yeah, Gray, yeah. but yeah. Malpe will actually probably beat that by the 31st of uh, of December this year. He'll probably be, be at 16 goals, and that's with three-game suspension and being out with concussion as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where we're at. So we've got one, one, one man who's out there, but then that season they had Pritchard, 11 goals, Hotter on 10 goals, Dallas on 8 goals, Douglas on 8 goals, Terrell on 6 goals, and then we had Moses 3 goals, Alan Judge on 3 goals. So we had goals coming from all over the pitch, and that is the difference between there, because now we've got... Um, He's uh, a Malpay is on uh, I don't know eleven goals. Is it? Thirteen. It, it's the tw- twelve league. Twelve. Twelve goals as well. Then after that, it's Watkins on six. Then yep. I think it's Canos on, on three. Four. Three, three or four, something like that. So all of a sudden, it's like the goals aren't coming from where they're going from. You know, where the Sawyer's goals coming from. We need more Ben Rama goals. So that's kind of Absolutely. you know. So it's a, it's a very very good point that you made there, Kate. It's right, it's half time, guys. We're going to take a very quick breather. See if there's any oranges in the Love Sport office. Uh, but stay where you are. Plenty more Brentford chat with the B-sided guys and Gal before 10 p.m. This is Love Sport. It's the Brian Mall Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Gray. Mm. But obviously, you've not got kids, you don't understand that, and then why would you? Yeah, and it's not relevant. Yeah. But if he's missing that, and the thing is, he does, they, they only are at that sort of age for a little while, mm. and it's very soon to become manipulative, cynical, horrible <laughs> little people <laughs> who contrive in any way possible with blackmail emotionally, physically, and everything to get whatever they want. They are the, the worst sort of, or best negotiators in the world because they are totally unscrupulous. <laughs> they are immoral. It's the Brian show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. Join the pack weekdays from 3pm on Love Sport. We've all got one and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Love Sport. Yeah, it's the Brentford Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. Jake Watson in for Aaron Paul uh, this evening and for the rest of the week. Now, are you paying way too much for your energy bills and insurance? Because you could be saving hundreds of pounds just by shopping around. You can find out just how much you could save by going to a spokesmansaid.com. Search for the cheapest deals on your energy bills and the best value for your home, car and travel insurance. Now, don't take our word for it. There's hundreds of Spokesman Said customers who've already saved big. Brian from Derbyshire saved £400 on his energy bills. Aaron from Windsor saved 200 on his car insurance and Jim in Glasgow a whopping 600. Kurt from Surrey saved over 300 on his home insurance and Tony from Northampton saved a massive 2,800 on his energy bill. So don't pay the price for not shopping around. Visit spokesmansaid.com and you too could be saving money on your bills in time for Christmas. 
with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for good you, saving you money. God, totally <laughs> That's good advice. Thank you guys for listening to that. Very, very important. Right, where are we? What do you want to talk about, guys? I'm, I'm quite interested in the, uh, the the chopping and changing of our midfield. Not the, the car moment. insurance. Uh, no, really interested in the car insurance. Spokesman said.com. Uh, uh, spokesman said.com. I think probably people should uh, go on Google and have a little butchers of that right now uh, after this. Uh, <laughs> so the chopping and changing of the midfield, I, I find it interesting every week. I know there's a couple of injuries like Bocaccio and things in there. But uh, m- moving players around McLeod, Sawyers, uh, and um, uh, who else? McEachran as well. And just that kind of the, the revolving midfield of whether we're home or away and, and what's going on there. And why, why we're doing that and, and maybe if that's the right thing to do. Well, and I guess as well, I always think that... Um, we seem to be we seem to want to have a stable midfield but actually we seem to play better when we um fix up our midfield to suit the side that we're playing and so uh, where, where's the balance there as well i guess seems to be a good question i mean again i did ask phil this question because uh, again a lot of the pub talk that we had was that we don't seem to know our is it well the question was do we not seem to know our best midfield or are we keep on swapping our midfield to match the opposition? And we weren't quite sure what was the, what was the scenario. Um, he, he said to me, one of the things is that, you know, obviously we've actually got quite a lot of injuries at the moment now, which is affecting us, you know. Um, we, 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 you know, uh, we're going on the fact that Malpay is out and we're looking for a striker, but the fact is that if Watkins wasn't, you know, injured, he'd be in there, and he's, he, you know, if you, Watkins, Malpay, and Ben Rama, you know, the three of your top sort of kind of attacking players, and all of a sudden those three players are out, so that's a, that's a different scenario there, you know. Also, we've got Makocho, um, who is one of our defensive heartbeats. Um, yeah, heartbeats. Yeah. Um, I talked about, a lot of people have talked about Jonathan Douglas, and, you know, the Jonathan Douglas, when he was at his preak at Brentford, where he brought a lot to the game, he not only scored goals, but he was there, he was protecting the goal, he was, you know, he was up, he was up front, he was a hard-tackling um, uh, defender. You know, he made a point saying, you know, Bococcio is meant to be a, uh, a heartbeat and, and the person who is also protecting and playing defensively. Um, he's not necessarily like Dougie, who's going to, you know, he's going to sort of jump through windows, mm. like, you know what I'm saying, in the same sort of way. But he's a, a technical player who does a particular job for us. And the fact that he isn't there, we have to make um, amends for that. Yeah. You know? So what, I mean, and that's the whole question, because he's like, it's frustrating as a fan, because he says, what do you do? Do you want us to bring a player in loan? So when he comes back, all of a sudden it's like, we can't use him, or we buy another player, then, you know, he becomes, we've got to sort of kind of work around what we've got. And also they said that we definitely do um, change our midfield according to the opposition that we're playing, which I thought was quite interesting. So, you know, you've got, you know, you've got, you know, um, uh, you, you, yeah, you've got your different combinations going in and out and you're, you're swapping them, you know, whether or not it's McLeod, whether or not you've got your McEachrins in there, whether or not you've got your McCotchkos in there. It's all changing according to the match. You know, you've even got your Naras coming in at, on particular games. Uh, I think it was the Leeds United game and that worked out, you know, particularly well until we gave away a free kick in the 89th minute and let them back in the game. But if we had won that game, everyone would have said that was a great move. So... At the moment now, and like I said to you, if you sit down and you actually go through all the matches and you actually work out and say, look, you know, because I'm, I was massively frustrated after QPR and you sort of say, you know, have, how many games have we been terrible throughout 90 minutes? There are actually not many games that we've been terrible for 90 minutes. We've been terrible in patches. And I think it's these patches that we need to sort out. It's almost like this. It's almost like their brains switch off everyone for like a period of time like half an hour their brains just go and all of a sudden they come back on and go hey we're back now oh no we're three nil down 
you know which is not really good enough yeah and i think i do think that is something that we have to think about that like we often talk about having a young side but actually one of the issues with having a young side is that they switch off that there's issues with concentration um and like so three goals against qpr in 10 minutes three goals let in against preston in 20 three goals against derby in 14 like those are very specific periods of time and in all those other games there were other bits of them where we were all right where we didn't look you know terrible does that i mean we in the, our pre uh Pubduction meeting. Uh, Pubduction. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like it. Were we not talking about you know the maybe the need for that kind of midfield general or, or that leader on a pitch that that is that that level of experience that will the kind of iron out those the the brain farts that, that we're, we're due to have. But it's interesting again the experience thing. Yeah. Talk to Phil about that, and I asked him. I said you know the experience thing really worked when we had um, Bielend beside uh, Mepham the experience and the young and the old beside each other worked really well even though BLM was pretty slow you know he had the positioning and he had the knowledge and it worked really well um he came back and said well to be fair the first six games of the season we've been pretty good defensively then we've gone to pot a little bit since but that's probably an experience again what we hope to do is we hope to actually have the microphone fixed and have Phil and we'll talk to him in a few weeks time and he actually can say this off his own mouth and we can actually probably have fans to come in and ask him the questions because at the moment I'm only paraphrasing what he said and sort of coming with some of the frustrations that the fans have said and he's just coming back and saying he he, 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 he actually said yes we do actually need to have our midfielders scoring more goals that is you know put our hands up and say that he says I'm not the coach I'm the director of football so we bring the players in and I don't know about the tactics and that'll be down to the, the head coach and everything like that but yes you know having um, um, Watkins scoring more goals you know, I, you know, I said, why is he so deep? Should he be going up forward? So does he need somebody else to be playing probably a little bit deep and doing a job so that he can actually be freed up to play forward? All things like that. We can't probably can't answer these questions now, but I'm sure that if we're asking these questions, I'm sure Thomas Frank and his people are definitely asking these questions. And especially, and the one that frustrates the <clears throat> hell out of me is the ball into the area and it's like oh it's like slow motion it's like and we still can't clear it and get it out that is the one that really kills because you just know that any team knows that they can get us on that one just bundle it in i've got thomas frank and form and fixtures question which i'll kind of i'll ask it now you can answer it a little bit and then we'll take a break and we'll continue with it um so as we mentioned it's been five games um, he was already at the club, obviously beforehand, as, as, as everyone well knows. Four, four, four defeats from the five games, international break. But when we get back, I'm sure you've seen the fixtures. You've got Middlesbrough, you've got Sheffield United, and then you've got West Brom. That's three pretty tough fixtures. Now, if we were to go winless throughout those three, and then it's eight games, and perhaps just the one win against Millwall, do questions start being asked? I, I, we don't run the club but all, you know as fans absolutely the thing is that I think questions were being asked before the Millwall game which is only three games and then after it's now the QPR game there are sort of questions being asked but I think the questions are being asked because you kind of don't really know what's going on you know as in we don't know what's really going on behind the scenes we haven't seen what is happening on the training pitch we don't know what the conversations are you know um obviously the people who are working in there they know more than what we do and the fact is that i remember that we had there were situations where i remember when dean smith when we were having some properly stinky results you know what i'm saying and i know everyone was like there's lots of fist waving and i was like oh no dean smith's <laughs> gotta go yeah and all that and then you know you start talking to people and they're like going to be honest with you we're, we're quite happy with what's going on because in general everything is 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 working out fine we've been on un- you know, they use the word unlucky a lot here. We were unlucky in this game, we were unlucky there. The, the the kids are quite young, so they lost their you know, they lost their nerve in this game. But in general, 
the way the training is going the way that it's going we're quite happy with it so it, it uh, uh, for me they if it's going horribly wrong you know in dykehausen world i was about to say yeah. what what was what was dykehausen's stats before he got the chop i don't know what his stats but it, were. it can't be far off you know it was eight matches and he got the chop for eight matches and it probably he probably would have got the chop before the eight matches but um i think they were they were looking for someone to take over at the time because we it was a bit it was but a he, bit he unexpected got, he got one one win in eight or two wins in eight you know but it was but, it, but the reason why it was this is what i'm saying to say to you those were the stats but um there was a lot more that was going on behind the scenes i think with dykehausen on the training pitch on the way that the training was being done on the way that the games were being managed and handled everything you know the relationship between the players and this is not knocking him i heard we met him we went out for a drink with him on his first day and we kind of take the blame to a certain extent because of, you know but he's a really really <laughs> nice I feel like guy. there's a story there yeah there is a story there actually <laughs> I, I bumped into him at carnival so i wonder what he was up to there yeah so uh so like i said to you a lovely lovely bloke but things just we thought they were right but they weren't there's so many things that weren't quite right so even though the stats weren't right the fact is that if the training was was brilliant and we we're doing the right type of stuff and the right type of tactics and the players relationship and all that lot was all great i think even if we hadn't done that at the time um they would have said we, we were unlucky here we need to improve here maybe we need to bring somebody else to help him here and that would have been fine but i think there were so many things that weren't quite right dykin had to go i don't know what's the scenario with thomas frank but i think that him being there for two years and then knowing him a little bit better that's part of the reason why they didn't want to dykehausen themselves they didn't want to just jettison somebody in like they did to dykehausen and then go oh no after like a couple of days thinking oh no we didn't know anything about him really and it's actually not great you know so thomas frank they've known him for two years so i i would say i don't know they're a little bit more comfortable about the situation but he comes with a bit of managerial clout doesn't he from yeah, from Bromby. yeah. so I, d- I didn't realize didn't realize you know Bromby. yeah the proper manager not you know, not yeah, the assistant yeah. he wasn't number two like he was no, to dean he's, smith he's got some clout in, in, you know, so european he football he's, he's, he's managed in so this isn't this isn't an amateur this is a guy who knows what he's doing he's a top dog you know so th- 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 it's difficult because you know you've got to uh y- the results do mean so much and especially when you lose against you, can't, you can't carry on saying oh you're unlucky or oh there hasn't been that no. many bad performances because at some point it has to turn into points but, but either way they, doesn't it they do but, but i think the other thing is as well is that and you know i've seen this over time is that if you are un, if you are really unlucky over a period of time but you're doing the right things eventually you do become lucky and it turns itself around yeah and the fact is that also there are some really bad scenes in this in this league there's some really bad sides in this league and you've got to look at yourself and say look how good are we okay we may not be a top two or a top four or top six side, but are we a top 10 or a top eight or a top 14 side? Or are we 24th or 23rd or 22nd? And we're not that bad. And the f- I really do believe is that when we get back into form and we get one win or two wins under a belt and we get a couple of players off the injury bed, yeah, we'll yeah. be back in place. And when we get that confidence going as well, because when you see us playing confidently, we're great still. Right, we're going to take a breather. When we come back, it's kind of a an any other business thing. We'll look more into those results, those injuries, and, and any other things these guys want to talk about. Um, yeah, so see you in a bit. Love Sport, 558 AM. In a world full of United, cities, rovers, there's only one Hotspur. The official Tottenham Hotspur membership, One Hotspur, is now on sale to new members. Gain access to ticket priority windows, receive a gift pack and plenty more Spurs benefits. Tottenham Hotspur, it's your club. Make it official. Sign up today at tottenhamhotspur.com slash join. 
If you're a road cycling enthusiast, carinsuranceforcyclists.com rewards you when you get behind the wheel of your car. Your on-road cycling experience has made you more alert and road aware than the average car driver, and that deserves special attention. Let carinsuranceforcyclists.com source you the best car insurance deal, because good on two wheels means better on four. To find out how much you could save, call 0800 819 9319 and mention Love Sport Radio or visit carinsuranceforcyclists.com. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you saved, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk. This is Love Sport. Listening to the Brentford Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio, uh, joined by the B Sotted Podcast. And just to update you all, if you're wondering about this FA Cup uh, second first round uh, game, it's the last one of the round. Hampton and Richmond from the non-league from the seventh tier of the English football hosted Oldham this evening. They were winning one nil. And for you non-league fans and for you FA Cup dreamers, unfortunately, Oldham have scored two goals late on in the 88th minute and. 95th to knock out Hampton and Richmond. That would have meant, you know, if Hampton and Richmond had won that, they would have been playing Maidstone United of the National League, which would have meant that there would have been a guaranteed non-league side in the third round of the FA Cup, which I personally think is a massive shame. That's a bit of a gutter as well. Quite a few Brentford fans down at Hampton mm. as well today, and they were looking at victory, and maybe, well, maybe it's all their fault, actually. <laughs> Typical <laughs> Brentford going out in the first round of the FA Cup, isn't it? Or the first, uh, their first round. We'll, 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 blame, we'll blame Brentford, but no, yeah, I'm gutted. Gutted for Hampton and Richmond but you know the money that they earn just by getting to that point you've got to look at the positives will we'll, we'll transform or we'll certainly keep a club like that afloat for at least a, another year and um, so yeah it's there are positives to be in, had indeed and, and, and playing for Hampton as well was uh, Zach Joseph who is actually the son of Francis Joseph, who did the Besotted Social last summer as well, ah. and the ex ex striker, and he's a very, very funny man indeed. Um, so yeah, so there you go. It's a bit of knowledge. No, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, thank you very much. I did not know that before this evening, and now I do. So look, guys, we've only got five, six, seven. You know, not a huge amount of time left from this evening. Um, what do you want to kind of cover before the the, the end of of the show? Well, I guess um, what do we want to see? in the January transfer window do we have particular things we need is it not from my perspective not see Neil Mopé leave 
Well, this is the yeah. thing, you know. <laughs> is, is, that as, is that as big a signing as anyone who could come through the door, keeping well, yeah. someone like him? Well, this is the yeah. thing, you know, and that's a very, very good point that you've made there. I mean, okay, he's obviously saying, you know, transfers go two ways. And uh, when again, when I spoke to Phil Giles, you know, the thing I said, I said, I'm a little, the one thing that I'm worried about, I'm worried about a number of things, but the one thing I'm really worried about is that if we don't pick up our form and we end up at 13th or 14th in January, because Brentford very adamant about saying that if we're in the playoff zone, if we're sixth or fifth or fourth, then we'll spend money and we'll do what we have to do to, 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 to kick ourselves on. Yeah. If we're not, we'll wait till the following summer. And also, which makes we, sense. Yeah. And also, we'll, if, 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 if an offer comes in in the, in the January and we're not necessarily in the window they will look at it they won't necessarily say they'll 100% buy it but like Scott Hogan at the time you know um, Aston Villa came in and they offered us in that window 12 million pounds with so there you go and we got rid of him so and what he- was the difference sorry to, to interrupt yeah. with Carl Meppham because Chris was, Meppham Chris sorry um, Chris Meppham because there was a, a huge amount of money on the table for him in, in January because they believe that if uh, if you're offering 15 million for him now he's going to be worth even more because he's not even at that level yet yeah he's yeah. just just shy of 50 games now I think yeah. he's, he's coming up on his 50th is he that good he's, yeah he's, he's, very, he's a very old head on young shoulders his, his positional stuff is just mm. he, so, so, so if we're putting that 15 to 20 million bracket already on a, on a player like that where do we put more pay because goal scorers cost more well this is again this is a diff- it's a, again it's, it's quite a difficult one but you know it a it's how much anyone's going to pay for him um and the, the fact is that they're going to see what he's like but the fact is that if he's good i i believe like i said to you he's going to be already on 16 goals by 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 christmas time mm. you know which means that he could be going into the 20 25 plus goal bracket you know now you've seen players you know like what's his name that played for bournemouth and all the, you know all these players were scoring lots of goals who you're very scared of them you know at the time they were a lot of money malpay i I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, not. Not a director of football or anything like that. So I can't put a figure on it. it would be 15 million plus, at least. I would say. Yeah, I think uh, we, we've kind of seen over the past few seasons since you know, for example, Andre Gray as a starting point as a marquee Scott Hogan as, as well a, as a marquee sale and Scott Hogan. Yeah. The transfers of players, even lesser amounts of players, but the transfer figures are going up and up and up and up. Exactly. So, so the cl- the the collateral we've got at the moment, for example, if Chris Meppen was to go, we can we can demand. 15 to 20 million for him if we we took we, we turned down 15 was it in the summer because we a think he's going to be more b thought we're going to be up there and at the same time if somebody comes in and we can say well listen that's nil malpay we think he's worth that much and this is you know other players that are going for similar prices scores similar goals let's show what we've got and and, and that's how much it's going to cost you yeah. but the fit but the fear like i said to you really is that if we fit if we if we have 15th players um teams will come in and they will start looking at our players, and then we will have to look at that situation. And what we don't want to, what I don't want us to be in, is I don't want us to be in the situation where we even have to think about it. I'm just thinking that we need to get our results up from now, so mm. that in January we're in the top six. So that if somebody comes in and said Malpay, we want to give you 20 million for him, we'll yeah. go. Well, actually, no, because yeah. and he'll him, understand. Yeah, why he'll you understand that. that down. He's thinking, look, I've got six months. We might be in the Premier League, mm. and I'll be worth twice that. You know, so I'm going to just leave it. So this is a really crucial period for Brentford, and we need to sort it out. Yeah, and I think I think keeping Malpe is the big one, right? Like, I feel like I would be very sad if Mepham went, but we've got Jean Vier, we've got some B-teamers in the wings. 
So yeah, I, th I think also there's a couple of bodies that I think we might refresh in the midfield. Um, yeah, I think a, a couple of players like McLeod and Judge um, who might might move on. They will make a few quid on in this window before their, contr their contract runs out, and then we've probably, knowing Brentford, got our eyes on a couple of people to fill those slots anyway. And, Which is exciting. And also, again, when I talked to Phil and Phil Giles, he also said when I was talking about bringing players in and we we're talking about getting experience, he said the thing you have to remember. Any player that we bring in has to be better than what we got. So if you're talking about bringing an experienced defender, you know, in place of Konza, or is he going to be on the bench? If he's on the bench, then, you know, you're going to be spending somebody 15 million, you know, 20, 20, 20 grand a week for somebody to sit on the bench. Or if you're going to replace Konza, he's got to be better than Konza, or he's got to be better than Mepham. Yeah. So he says, so this is difficult balance that you've got. But, you know, it, this, is, <laughs> this is why we support this team. And, and it's difficult for us, like I said to you, because we haven't got as much money as the other teams. So we also, I um, just sort of said this the other day, we're actually uh, maybe we just we need to take it back a little bit and realise that we're actually doing all right. Yeah, no, uh, Billy, look, running out of time. Any other business, Reed, that you want to run through before we leave you this evening? Just one little point. As everyone knows, we do our Christmas social where we get players in, ex-players to come in. And this is at the Fuller's Brewery this one again. like your production meetings. Yeah, that's right. This yeah. is a big production <laughs> meeting. End of, end of Christmas production meeting. Friday the 21st of December in the Fuller's Brewery. Put it in your diary. We need to sort it out. We're going to get the tickets. We talked to the player today, actually. He's very, very excited. He's got... Uh, can, can, we, can we say who the player is? Not yeah, but we'll say it in a couple of days' time. But people know that we always pull it out of the bag, and this player is going to be one that people really want to to chat to. So we've got him, and also one of his mates. We're going to be coming in, chatting, doing a little tourism at the Fuller's Brewery Friday, the twenty first of December. So put it in your diaries, and we're going to get this sorted very soon. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me uh, this evening. So, yeah, these are the guys from the B-Sided Podcast. Please do go out and check out their things. Billy, Katie and Edward, absolute pleasure. Enjoy that evening. I expect my invite will come through to the, the, the letterbox at Love Sports next time I pop in. It'll be here. Same, yeah, it's already there. Cannot wait. Guys, good night. And make sure tomorrow evening that uh, you're back on the Love Sport Breakfast. Ian Stone will be with you from 6.30. B-Sided.com. Check us out. There you are. AM Love Sport. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.